Hey, welcome back, gang. We've got a, an interesting one this time. It's actually just a recording off Puri Radio with my buddy, Arthur Little. And I found a particularly profound 25-minute uh, interview where it sort of covers out what who Arthur is as a person. He's a great friend of mine, someone who's grown up in the thick of it in an Aboriginal community down in uh, Griffith and Wagga and, you know, growing up in the mission and um, hustling and bustling through that world where his dad was, you know, the go-to guy to um, fix things up in the community and and um, his mum was is just this rich, beautiful woman who's travelled with um, her hat role in housing and stuff and Arthur's just a great friend of mine and spent each time with, with the kids and worked with him at AIM and he actually got me my job at AIM uh, 10 years ago. So this is a cool one, uh, just a bit of a behind-the-scenes picture of what's going on with AIM mentoring and a lot of people ask me what do I do for work and this is a this is a cool cross-section of some of the things we're up to. I hope you enjoy this episode. as a bit of a different one for episode 87 of The Grey Space. co-CEO of AIM. He's also the global ambassador, the national uh, presenter and relationships manager on uh, role modelling for AIM. And that's our one and only, I haven't seen him for ages. He's been out there on the road apparently building up relationships and that's uh, Arthur Little. Hey, Arthur, my brother, welcome to uh, Black Chat. Thank you so much. I don't know if I deserve that, but I was a really good one. Thank you. Well, if you're not doing the right thing, I'll see you and slap you. No. (laughs) Yeah. What made you, um, you know, I mean, it is hard, you know, being a being an ex-player, um, how difficult it is for you? Because, I mean, you spend most of your life training, working out, playing games. And, uh, you know, some people do have trades and others you go in it to at a very young age. How difficult is it for you when you come out um, from playing football? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it feels so long ago, you know, playing footy. But um, to be honest, there was a lot of... Um, there were a lot of sort of patterns there coming through that system in football that weren't healthy. And, um, you know, it took me a while to, to understand and be aware of what they were. And I knew and realised at the time that I I didn't really like being in those patterns and and then sort of become um, a part of those patterns and then had to do some self-awareness and some real checks on myself and, and still continue to do that and change those patterns in a healthy way and, um, you know, since I left footy, um, it was a pretty easy decision at the time because um, at the time I left was because my sister was a victim of domestic violence. And, uh. you know, being in an unhealthy relationship, she ended up in a prejudice condition and she still is now. So, you know, I'm co-guardian of my sister Natalie with my mum and I've been doing that work for a long time. And, um, you know, I'm sharing sharing that message around you know, relationships and, and, you know, trying to be healthy and understanding, you know, from our past experiences, the way we grow up, um, what we've seen in community, what we've seen with our own parents, uncles and aunties and, and understanding that, 
um, you know, back in time, in the beginning, there was healthy ways where we connected through country, through waterways, and things were a lot calmer, and our relationships were better. So, yeah, still learning. Yeah. No, um, no, of course they treat you like, you know, the public and the media treat you as like rock stars, you know. You don't even play an instrument. I mean, you throw a ball around and tackle each other. But they treat you like rock stars. And I suppose some some guys kind of get a bit of a big head um, out of it, you know. And it's just like, but it's, I was just wondering how is it when you come out? Because all of a sudden um, you're out. There's no backup. It's like, um, you know, athletes. You've got all these people helping you, you know, through your career. And then when you finish your career, who's there? Who's there, you know, helping you out and, and kind of winding you down for the real world? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I like to think that my mum and dad sort of kept me grounded as a young kid. Mum would take me through to Aboriginal communities when she worked in housing and I'd sit with old people in different towns and remote areas and, and listen and be lucky enough to learn that way. And then mm. dad was um, sort of no-nonsense, sort of um, staunch follower still is and... and and kept me grounded, really grounded. And yeah. um, so, you know, yeah, I've made mistakes for sure. But you got to make. They're not mistakes. mistakes. You got to learn about life, and uh, sometimes you d- you just take the wrong turn. <laughs> well, you know what? To be honest, I was always passionate about community, and footy was mm. something that I did. I was good at, but my it wasn't everything for me. It was always how can I learn something to give back to community that's valuable. Um, and that's going to help not just uh, my family, but all our families. Yeah, especially kids that look up to you. Look, so how did you get involved with AIM? How did that come about? Yeah, um, well, as I said, when I sort of separated from playing professional footy, my brother saw an ad in the mail, a Koori Mail mm. for an ACLO, Aboriginal Community Liaison Officer. Yeah. And I didn't even know what that was, to be honest. Never <laughs> heard of him. Of course not. And, um, he said, well, why don't you apply for this? Because I was just ready to give back to the community and I applied for it. I, was, uh, I got the job, Aklo, Maroubra, um, and worked in the eastern beaches with all um, Aboriginal communities around that way, Lapa and so on. And um, I was also working with AIM at the time. Jackman in Bancroft asked me to come in and share my story with young people, um, just to come in and have a yarn and, you know, about my footy and just my life and, you know, ups and downs of, of footy and life, and I did that, and I love that, and um, I've been doing that ever since, and, you know, been doing that just because I want to, and then he asked me to come work um, with AIM, and, you know, he made up this role of, oh, first, I was relationships manager for role models, so to bring in high-profile people, actors, singers, sports stars, to connect with young people and share their stories on the, you know, on their success, and um, also... You know, some of the challenges in their life, and then I moved on to be a national presenter, which was, you know, delivering the structured educational program throughout Australia, um, yeah. where we went on to work with, you know, around over 350 schools, 25,000 young people over the time, and, you know, we was getting all these awards, and mentoring sort of became cool for other people, and, you know, people were doing that. Um, we, we partnered volunteer uni students one-on-one with Indigenous high school students because we knew the inequity and Aboriginal people were getting through school at the same rate as every other Australian child, so we wanted to change that. Um, you know, and we were sort of making inroads, but, you know, to be honest, Lola, as we can be, um, we, we just thought that we were feeding into the system, you mm-hmm. know, like um, the system that we all know is pretty much colonisation that, um, you know, we could have continued to 
to stay on that path and what we were doing. But we wanted to change the system and we went back with 20 years of mentoring and went back to what we've learned with relations, started with unlikely connections with a volunteer uni student with an Aboriginal young person and that sharing of um, journeys. And we wanted to go back to the three simple things that we've learned out of that, which is mentoring, um, imagination and custodianship. So sharing our old ways from the beginning of the intelligence outside the margins and bringing this in to not just only our schools, but our governance systems for, um, you know, government mm. and, you know, corporations to take on and, you know, what their role is and how they're connected with nature and Indigenous knowledge systems and, and young people and our people and given, you know, changing these patterns and systems that they're involved in instead of just ticking boxes and being transactional rather than relational. Yep. Also, too, you know, name AIM is not just national, it's international. And have you had the opportunity to go internationally or talking to some of these? You know, I've talked to a couple of the guys from uh, Africa um, and, and the States. Yeah, and they were just blew me out of the water, you know, that um, Stanford down in, I can remember Stanford down in uh, South Africa. He was a young man, but, oh, my goodness, the way he was talking, you know, he was uh, going to be someone someday to help young people. And then we had another guy from, uh, what was it, from Uganda? I think it was Uganda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was really cool too, you know, and I was just like, so it's really good, I think, if, you know, First Nation people get together and we can learn, you know, especially males, because it's, I think it's, we all have similar, similar problems, similar issues to go through. Yeah, you're right. And then, and as we know as Aboriginal people, Torres Strait Islander people, that, you know, we have this knowledge, um, to pass on. We've got to give it away to keep it. And that's what I've learned through, you know, sitting around with um, knowledge holders and, you know, that we can't hold it to ourselves. And and we knew inequity was everywhere and we needed to change up the network, you know, not just work just within Australia because we've always got what we've always had, you know. But I don't, I think it's not changing the network. It's just believing in yourself that you can do it. It's like you were lucky enough to play football. And I always say it doesn't take one person to make a goal. It's a whole team that works together to, to build, you know, to build the strength of, of the game. So when you come out, you've already got that automatic. It's like, it's not one individual. It's working as a, working as a group. Yeah, that's so true. And we want to see young people from Australia plug into, you know, another young person in South Africa or, you know, working with a, a CEO in America yep. and, you know, have these opportunities and global networks, you know, they can we can think locally but act globally and we, why can't our young people, you know, have connections all around the world and use their imagination and, and share that intelligence that they have. So how did you find? Have you been internationally? Have I flown internationally? Yeah. Yes, I have. Where have you been? Um, where have I been? Yeah. Uh, I've been to Switzerland. I've been to um, New York. I've been to Bath. I um, was lucky enough to go to Paris. I went to um, uh, like a conference where people from all around the world um, are doing like systems change projects. Yeah. And it's called Hatch. So we all sort of came together to share our vision and share our, our learnings together and then go back and open up a new network of people sort of changing systems. So what did you learn from that or did or what you thought you were learning but you already had but it just had to be activated? Well, you know, what I did learn is what we're doing is um, sort of a few steps ahead of the game and that's 
um, a, you know, credit to, to Jack when in Bancroft and, you know, I guess the intelligence of always looking ahead, you know, he might have cop- copped a bit of flack here and there from doing things differently, but I believe he's always, um, you know, what he said he'd do, he's always done as a, as a team and shared that. So, yeah, it just, it just re-emphasised that what we're doing um, by using imagination, using these custodianship um, tools and resources, um, but also mentoring, but, you know, plugging into networks globally is definitely the way to go, and we've now built networks um, you know, globally that we can mm. now move forward into this digital platform that we've just opened up. Well, it's just, it's just giving First Nation people that ability because everything's been put down um, all around the, you know, all around the world. The people of colour, First Nation people have always been put down. And uh, now we we know, I mean, even here, you know, we've only had education for 50 years, but within that time we've got doctors, lawyers, astrophysicists, you know, we've got so many um, and we need to encourage it. It's just, you know, you don't get your fame from football. You need to have something uh, else. Well, you have something you know, else, <laughs> you know. And exactly, you were lucky. You know, we just shared that, you know, 50-odd years ago, um, i just come from Janelli High School. Yeah. And talking with some students there and just shared some of the history of education and, you know, that some of their grandparents weren't allowed to, to go to school. Mm. You know, like, and, and and talked about the raw and the, the realness of that and the opportunities that we now have and, you know, how important it is to be in relation with each other, you know, and and be in relation with the country and understand that they now can can dictate and connect with their local council or, you know, corporations and and have their say in what they want to see in their community and yeah. start to implement that. You know, we're working on regenerating the seaweed um, right now as a systems change project that myself and Brendan Newton, who works at AIM, is big wave surfing known around the world. And this last Friday um, of every month, we go down to the ocean and we bring corporations into relation and connection with Garu, with water, you know, and we do that through ceremony, yeah. um, you know, sunrise ceremony uh, through grandfather son, using intelligence through cultural connection, and then we use science, um, you know, the science behind regenerating the seaweed and why that's so important. The reason we're doing that is because in the 70s and 80s, the government put pipes out into the coastline um, east, eastern coastline and, and killed majority of the crayweed, which gives life to crayfish and abalone and thousands and thousands of species. And you wouldn't know that if you're just a swimmer on the beach. So we're, we're taking corporates down. Yeah, unless you're, yeah, unless you're a salt water person and growing up that way. Um, if you're a city person or you just go swimming, you didn't have that under, understanding. It's like, you know, the New Zealanders come here and they used to get the, um, Oh, what was those things? I mean, what, yeah, the Japanese with the seaweed. Um, oh, what did they get now? Yeah, I can't think now. They used to eat um, yeah. because they were saltwater people. But now we're noticing that a lot of those things are missing now because of the toxins in the water and that we need to regenerate, don't we? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good – so that's what you're working on. And so you're working with um, TOs, traditional owners or custodians of those areas as well? Yeah, we've um, we've connected in with Gamay Rangers, so La Peru, so they they sort of we've been in like yarns with them, and so they understand what we're doing as well, and we're hoping to get down um, onto the coastline with the Gamay Rangers out Lapa. Um, we're working with marine scientists um, through Operation Crayweed as well. So you know, it's all we're all trying to do this in relation with everybody, and 
and trying to do things the right way. So you'll be connecting with you and Mob or that or going down to Rec Bay and uh, working with those Mob down there as well? Yeah, Slowly yeah, but surely. Exactly where my family's from, right yeah, down there. Exactly. Um, so they'll slap you up if you don't get yourself yeah. down there. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, if you're working somewhere else. So these, this is a, 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 a great project, Regenerating Sea. What else have you got up your sleeve for the future? Um, we've got a digital, digital country. We've got um, presidents. We're, we're hoping to get a million presidents, which is um, a million young people from around the world, Indigenous um, young yep. people and people from outside the margins, working on their own systems change projects, you know, yeah. and they'll, they'll be on the platform, which is a digital platform which we can't steer away you know we know this digital and social media is there and ai is coming and all that sort of stuff and we most of us got a facebook account where yeah we need in digiface or something you know we need need instead of facebook we need in digiface or um some other thing that some other thing that connects us and we know that you know i mean the internet and that all that was started by a 14 year old boy you've got the gps you know that was uh created by an african-american um woman you've got the decoders for nasa were african-american women so there's a lot of things that were created by first nation people but were um, wasn't embraced and, you know, spread around the globe. So we know that by you going globally, you'll be able to find incredible, um, young people who can, um, you know, set up and we might have in Digiface or in Digi something, you know, or first. We, we, we now have imagination, which is exactly what you're talking about. And thanks for introducing that. That's, that'll be open running in March. Yep. Um, it's, it's sort of, it's open now and we're just working on the, on the back end stuff. So it'll be open in March for young people to apply. And we're getting out to schools also and in, in embassy, going around, um, you know, sharing this knowledge and the word on how they can sort of connect. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Like Facebook, you know, was, was formed on who's hot, who's not, you know, like some some guy, you know, um, judging females, you know, like yeah. this up and, you know, which is crazy to think that's, that's been supported. So we've built a healthy relational network pattern you know, that we can centre back into nature, centre back into Indigenous knowledge systems and there'll be people and corporates and opportunities there for young people mm. um, to, to work through even job opportunities, um, you know, connect with people um, with intelligence that they wouldn't normally connect with. So it's all based on unlikely connections where Facebook, every time you look at someone like that's likely connected to you, um, that pops up. So, yeah, we we believe the magic is in unlikely connections. Yeah, well, as I, I say, the ancestors told me a few weeks ago I was laying in bed, the time has come. The time has come not to be not to be put down. We have we have so much knowledge in that that has been suppressed in the past, but now it's... And then once you start, like you said, looking globally, the amount of things that First Nation people have created but haven't been, you know, recognised for it until... You know, it's put out by other people, but now this is going to be, this is going to be actually fantastic to be able to do this. And, uh, you're going to be part of the beginnings of it. So you'll become Uncle Arthur down the, yeah. if, if not, or if not already Uncle Arthur. <laughs> well, I'm uncle to a lot of nieces and nephews there. I'm going back to Wagga. Actually, that's what I wanted to share with you. We're going down to Wagga on Thursday. So we're running our last, um, sort of mentor and magic down there in Wagga, um, with a bunch of, um, young people and, um, having a big day there, yep. you know, sharing this knowledge. So, yeah, looking forward to that. And then we'll wrap up, um, you know, next weekend. So what's um, what's the age group that you're working with? 
Yeah, so year four right to year 12. Oh, year four. Um, yeah, we're going down, yeah, we're right down to young people. And, well, that's, you know, the statistics prove that the young people, you know, as young as seven, eight, nine, you know, the imagination um, is just open. And, you know, as we get older, our imagination sort of closes off and we don't want people to close off from their imagination because that's where the magic happens as well. Like that's where the creativity yeah. begins. But also to make sure that they do have role models. Like, you know, there's a lot of kids that don't have dads out there that they yeah. need uh, good male role models or they don't have mums because we know that there are single dads out there as well. So, mm. you know, that's another big issue when you don't have that role model around you or if you haven't got a grandfather or an uncle. It makes it really hard, and that's you know both sides, male and female. So, I mean, this is really yeah. good from year four. I've had kids in year two, and they tell me technology. They know technology more so than uh, grown yeah, really, yeah, You're right. I, I just really think that we need to be working with young people at a, a younger age. You know, that primary school level. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. You know, you get young young people just so smart, intelligent these days. Yeah, no, what it is, it's before, you know, it was, um, no, you're Aboriginal, you wouldn't know anything, you know, but, uh, and then we have kids with disabilities, you know, like autism on the spectrum or, um, cerebral palsy, you know, they're special needs, but it doesn't mean that they can't, they're not capable of doing things. So look, Arthur, if, uh, there are people listening out there and they want to get involved in your programs or get you to come to, um, their, um, you know, their country, what's the best way for them to, uh, um, contact, uh, AIM? Yeah, so just um, type in aimmentoring.com yeah. and there'll be a way there to leave a message with their contact details and to connect with us. And, yeah, you know, if you're a corporate and you're listening or, you know, you're a school and you're listening or you're just, um, you know, a parent or a student, yeah, just jump on the website and have a listen and yeah, connect with us. Yeah. You know, that's what we're about. We, we want to be, um, we want to be go where the energy is, you know, that's, that's the best way. Well, build the energy, you know, realise that these kids have got have got the abilities there. But how's the hoodie um, um, economics going? Economy, economics, hoodie economics, yeah. How's that book going? Yeah, so hoodie economics just been released. That's, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. That's, that's a really a brilliant way to sort of understand, you know, exactly the, um, I know, the, the background behind it, um, why we're doing what we're doing yep. and, you know, while we're sort of working on systems change projects and footy economics is Jack Money Bancroft's book. Um, it's, you know, it's at airports in the, in those bookshops here. It's, um, at all your, your local good bookshops, but yeah, I've noticed it's definitely in, at the airport. So yeah, check that out. Hoodie economics. Well, um, I suppose you know, it's, this yeah. is shared knowledge as well. It's not just Jack. Jack sat, I, I sat on the plane with Jack and we went back and forward through the laptop and, you know, sharing pages with me and, editing pages and he's done that with every person that he knows so it's a collective intelligence of um, a lot of people yep now it's also to bringing it uh, keeping it simple instead of doing all that academia stuff that's what uh, he's uh, jack's done is uh, bring it back to real bring it back to reality so in a in a in a language that everybody can understand rather than yeah you have to be an academic to uh, know how to read it so that's really great look arthur thanks for how you got married yet or got kids no, I do want to go. I've got a yeah, nine-year-old son. Oh, you got a nine-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> How's no, he doing? He's doing great. He's doing really good. And, um, you know, today is my partner's birthday. Yep. So, happy birthday, Lara. Um, <laughs> yeah, just want to hope you have the best day and look forward to seeing you. 
Yeah, well, hopefully, too, your son will, you know, become somebody, too, you know, not just a – does he play sport? Yeah, he does play sport. Um, he loves his culture. He loves his sport. And, um, yeah, just getting him really connected in, in the school life and, you know, just yeah. being, a, being a good young person and, you know, following in, um, you know, the bloodlines that he has and trying to be the best person that he can be. Yeah, no, the kids are lucky these days because there's – there's, um, the culture, you know, the Aboriginal culture is going into the curriculum. There's languages being taught in schools. There's dictionaries coming out. And it's not just for our kids, but, you know, for all kids. And I think that gener- his generation will have a lot more respect for, um, you know, all cultures. And, you know, starting with knowing who you are and then being able to share it with uh, everybody else there, just like you're doing there, Arthur, with, um, you know, the... Uh, the um, AIM project. But look, hey, my brother, thank you very much for coming on, giving us an update of all the great things. I love the Regeneration Seaweed uh, project, working with the, the Rangers. You better get down there to you and country, okay? Otherwise, I'll tell them, you know what, Arthur, has he contacted you yet? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the digital? Yes, and uh, the whole global network of uh, First Nation people. Look, so uh, thank you very much. And as you said, Thursday, you're going to be in Wagga Wagga with that mentoring magic for year four to 12, because School finishes up, I think, this week. Yeah, school finishes. Yeah, school finishes week. We're still trying to get people there. On the Friday, so it'll be 12 till 2 yeah. um, at the function centre down there. So, um, you know, if, if, you, if you're listening down there and you're a parent or you're a student, just hit me up um, 12 o'clock at the function centre. It's open to all young people. We'd love to see you there. Yep. And if there's um, others, thank you so much, Lola. Hey, look, it's all do deadly. And if you're listening from around the country too, this is, and you're trying to think, what can we do for our young people? Well, here you are, AIM. If you already and haven't heard of AIM, just get onto aimmentoring.com, and uh, they'll get back in contact, and you can work out something for next year. But Arthur, look, have a great uh, holiday, and I'll catch up with you mm-hmm. probably in February, eh? Big love to you always, and Corey Radio. I love the work that you're doing, and um, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you're too deadly, my brother. You take care too, and be safe. Thank you. Keep up the great work, okay? And that was our deadly brother, Arthur Little. He's the co-CEO of AIM. He's also the global ambassador, the national uh, um, presenter and relationship manager and uh, role model. Yes, so they're getting, they're getting some great things happening. And as I said, not just uh, nationally, but internationally connecting with all it. And as uh, Casey Donovan says, shine here on Black Chat. You can try to hide away. Every drop of rain that's hanging